Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Don't ever, ever underestimate me. I've got a B in GCSE French. I won an egg and spoon race once. I know the words to candle in the wind. Let's get on with it, shall we? Hi, you lot. Thanks for joining me. My name is Jade English, and I was on The Apprentice last year. Tonight, on The Apprentice Qualified... Welcome aboard, Popjet. We're chatting to Becca Jeffries, who's in Manchester. She was on The Apprentice in 2016, and she knows her stuff. We're going to chat about the big edit. OK. Can I get in that seat and just get some structure We to can this? do it from your own seat. The big cheeses. Nobody's going to walk past and not see this uniform and the big mess-ups. The choice of the song that we chose to use was um, ADC, AC, DC, um, Highway to Hell. <laughs> so, um, what did you think of the episode? I was a little bit excited to have the advertising one because it's the, one of the ones we had in the second week on my series. And I love the advertising episode. So... My favourite task, advertising. I yeah, it's the pair. It really is. I love when they have to get a concept and they have to make an advert and you, bless, you do feel for them having to put together their storyboard and film an advert and you know how quick the timescales are on it. But I thought it was a really good one. I did genuinely want to crawl under a cushion when the <laughs> girls were wearing the halter neck tops. Oh, and, and so I was literally going, oh, God, it's such a good Apprentice episode. It's got all of the cringy awfulness that we all love. Yeah, I, it was a really good one. Yeah. I. What did you think of the dresses? Because I was speaking about this with my producer before, and he thinks that it's that they were fine, and I do think they'd be good for fancy dress, but I think mm-hmm. on an airline, I just don't think it worked. Well, the thing I did find interesting was that they don't normally, when you do the advertising task on The Apprentice, they're not often getting people to design um, uniforms. So I thought that was quite unusual that they were having to come together, you know, and actually put together a brand and advert under uniform. When I, when the uniforms they did were almost like two extremes, weren't they? So you had literally a halter neck with like a satiny skirt that genuinely if I was a professional air hostess I would there is no way I would put that on to walk <laughs> in a plane full of drunken people on a holiday can you imagine and then the other side was almost like a Middle Eastern airline wasn't it it was like kind of almost trying to be luxurious and um, you can also imagine quite tricky to wear basically if I was an air hostess I wouldn't want to wear either of them because neither of them look very practical 
no. I think one of the things that really made me laugh, I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, it was probably just me having a dirty mind or something. But when they were in the pitch and uh oh, what's her name? The one who the one who's quite clean bit. It's also very easy to wipe down and it stays very clean. <laughs> Why is this funny? genuinely sounded like they laughed their ass off at that they were oh. clean like what are you selling <laughs> it's the fact that, it, that, that the actual airline's called jet pop and then she's like oh yes you wipe it clean and it's so oh. short so, oh my god i know what everyone is thinking about in that room right now true but... i did like karen brady's comment where she was like you're all professional women would you genuinely wear that outfit Stewardess's main role is the safety of the passengers, yeah. not to uh, dolly up. Joking aside, there's no way you could get really incredible professional people who go up in the air and look after people's lives to wear <laughs> this outfit. It is not okay. Well, the thing, the thing that really got me with this, actually, and I don't know if you experienced it whilst you were on your series, but obviously when they go into that pitch, you know how little time you have to actually prepare for that yeah. and I felt so so sorry for them because there was a room full of like 200 people I don't I don't think they did it in that bigger groups when we did it that year but yeah. like 200 people to do a picture I thought god you've got to be brave you forget I suppose when you're in the world of the apprentice you're in this little apprentice world where you're trying to follow the tasks that you're given and the rules that you're set and you kind of live in this little bubble. And then all of a sudden, when you go and pitch, you're suddenly aware you're standing in front of literally the most amazing people in their field. Did you see who they were pitching to? He was like, was it the yes. oh, my God, of BA? And you think, in my professional career, I would give a lot of money to stand in front of you and talk. And now I'm standing in front of you and talking about air pop <laughs> <laughs> in a halter neck. So, like... Oh. It is, it is so, um, when you're in it, it's so weird. You're in this bubble and then you suddenly pop out to pitch and you realise you're pitching to the absolute epitome of that field. No wonder they suddenly go, oh. One thing I did find quite fascinating was that Curran had genuinely asked them not to go with that name. He had had, he asked them to go with a different name and they completely point blank didn't listen to him. And when I saw that, I knew we had lost this task. Listen, if you wanted the name, you could have told us to use the name. You did not do that. We took a decision. I did do that. That's what no, we're discussing. Not. Right, um, this is... Me and my, my boyfriend were just having this conversation whilst watching it. I didn't see him say that, and neither did he. So oh, he did he, phone. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, he did, and he said, I want to go with this name. I don't like Pop Air. I can't work out with Air Pop or Pop Air. Which one was it? Anyway, they can't go with a thing with Pop in it because, <laughs> you know, it's jet about pops. plane. <laughs> Are they going to be concerned that their jet might pop? <laughs> what did you think of Pangea? Well, I actually think that's a better name. Like, I, I don't know. It's tricky, isn't it? You can't really put the name without the branding. And in my mind, if you'd have put some good branding with that name, it could have stood out more. I do honestly genuinely think as well, when you're talking to the people they were pitching to, literally they're the people that run companies like BA. Mm. They, they are never going to find the word pop. <laughs> okay. And a symbol of like a bang. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's do with an airline. So I think that's one thing I found quite fascinating, the fact that he genuinely didn't want that name. And then 
that's the name the team ended up going with. I mean, you've experienced The Apprentice, so you know how things can turn around in a second and you have to go with names that you don't necessarily want to go with. It, yes. it happens, doesn't it? But either way, it made me go, goodness me. Actually, as a person that's experienced it as well, it did make you think that he had quite a good comeback in the boardroom. If he, yeah. Like, as in, I didn't want that name. It's what we ended up with. Yet he still got fired. No one seems to follow you, right? Yeah, I think for me, I I found it, and I don't know about you, but with current, I found him really difficult to warm to, though. Like, I feel like, and I don't know if this is his genuine character or the character that yeah the, he's been given, but I just thought he was a little bit of a, a joke. Like, he actually seemed like, he didn't seem like a real person. He did seem <laughs> like Lord Farquhar the whole time. I just couldn't take him seriously. Could you? I will be heading the edit with you. Okay. So if you're hearing a lot of direction, just please take my word as the final okay. one. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think he probably found himself in the, in the real apprentice process <laughs> yes. and went, this is just not what I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this would be a lot more like I could I could shine, and this is happening. <laughs> so I think it almost felt like by that episode, I don't know whether he had actually given up, but at times mm-hmm. it just felt like he was lacking in, um, like, oh well, you know, I don't really care that much anyway. That's the kind of um, demeanor he was giving out a little bit, wasn't it? And he yeah. he just talk, as you say, it's the way he could have been edited. He did seem at times like he was quite condescending, which you know, in if you're like that around your teammates. It doesn't work very well, does it? Because yeah. let's face it, in The Apprentice, everyone's got a little bit of an ego and, and people <laughs> aren't, aren't going to cope if they're being condescended to all the time. Lord Sugar pointed at me, looked me in the eye and told me I am the next project manager. I mean, you're hanging on by a thread. Woo! <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Another thing I noticed, Tom, the guy with the beard, he didn't say a word in this episode, barely. I think he probably, I think he probably said one line. Yes, Did you notice that? I agree. There's a few who didn't really seem to do much, though. Like, you know, in the way that um, the way that you're edited really matters, doesn't it? And I think yeah. I always find it a really interesting turning point 
week six. Week six is when I got fired. And then all uh, of a sudden, week six, I think if you're a viewer, you can probably start seeing the ones who are going to get to the final five. Definitely. I can see it already. Yeah, me too. And you can definitely, you can tell they start being edited a bit more kindly from now on. Mm-hmm. I've t- well, I, to be honest with you, I, I'm not sure if it's because we're list- watching it in detail, but I can pick out within the first 10 minutes now, really, who's going to be getting fired like current. I knew it was him yeah. straight away again. <laughs> No, it's because if you don't exist in the entire episode, you're probably fine, aren't you? Yeah, totally. Well, there was one episode last year, and obviously you don't know what's coming out that episode, do you? And I remembered I'd in in real life, I had had a bit of a bicker with somebody, and so for six months I was so worried. I was like, oh, my God, that oh. this is the episode that I'm going to come out as, like, a really bad person, yeah. and everyone's going to hate me. And then the episode episode came out and I'm kidding you not I didn't say more than three words and I thought to myself and everyone was giving me shit over Twitter like does that blonde girl even talk I was thinking well I mean I'm getting shit but completely for the wrong thing like oh so weird it is weird I had the opposite problem so I didn't win one week I'm the opposite to you you won every week I lost every week (laughs) I was always in the cafe so I had the problem where my face was on telly way too much (laughs) because I kept on being in the bottom three and I kept on Thing. so they had to show me a lot which was always really stressful because you're like oh dear god i'm there again so i know yeah. for those guys, like the guy tom you've just mentioned this is probably quite easy viewing for him this week because even if there was something that happened in real life he would have watched it and gone oh I, I, that was fine i kind of said yes. things and then I, and then i went home and had a cup of tea well the weird thing is as well is with the apprentice people who get in the bottom three have the most screen time so people get and if you tactically do it and you want to build a relationship with the public i actually think it's (laughs) good to be in the bottom three because you get face time and if you look at the edit half of the show is actually in the boardroom isn't it so it's it's, it's the majority of it I think it's until you've experienced it, you don't realise how much the like you say, the more you the more you do badly, the more yeah. you get shown on telly. And the more you get shown on telly, the more you exist in the public's mind. And so it's yeah. like a, it depends what you suppose what you're wanting out of the process, doesn't it? Like what do you want out of the process? What are you trying to aim for? But in there is there is the awful truth that if you don't do in very much, you could kind of not exist for ages, couldn't you? Because yeah, they, if you kept on being lucky, you were really lucky, which is amazing. You kept you kept on winning, <laughs> which means you kept getting through, but you still existed because you had quite a few different kind of feuds with people as well, didn't you? Like, as in, like, you had a few moments where your and fun bits where you were, like, excited that something had happened and you became a gift. <laughs> well, the, the weird thing is, actually, so uh, I was thinking about this earlier. So businesses now the more reach you have on social media is kind of how much how successful would be as a brand so i was thinking about this the other day is it better to be a bit of a villain but then have a wider spread and more people know who you are and you exist and then you flip your brand or is it better to be i don't know kind of invisible but then you don't have 
as much reach, but then you can build a brand. Like, let me give you an example. So who is the most famous person you think has ever come off The Apprentice? Who, who, who pops to your head automatically? For me, it's Katie Hopkins and Louisa Zisman. Now, if you look at the route that they went, it was very like... Because The Apprentice does not give you... Um, the public can't warm to you, I don't think, particularly. Because if you look at a lot of the things that happen... So, like, if you look at Love Island, for example, they all speak into the camera. So yeah. they can build up that connection with the viewer. And obviously, they get the viewer gets to see their vulnerable side. and Whereas... On The Apprentice, the candidate will only ever speak to the producer behind the camera. So you never make that eye-to-eye contact. And you can see the psychology behind it all, where you never really get to know the person properly. So I think for them to be um, big, they have to go the other way and go controversial. So... Obviously, Katie Hopkins, she was always the baddie. Louisa Tisman went the sex route, which will obviously catch people's attention. I just find it really, really interesting to find, like, what do you think with that? Do you think do you think narcissism and actually being a bit of a baddie in the public eye helps you with your brand nowadays? I think it definitely depends what you're trying to get out the other side of The Apprentice. So if you're wanting... Our year, we had Karthik, who was really memorable. Remember his big eyebrow? Love yeah. Big eyebrow. And we get on really well. He's brilliant. And he's just like he is in real life as he was on telly. However, he was quite like a Marmite. People loved him or hated him. Mm. And it depends what you wanted to get out the other side. So if out the other side you want to get a media career, then that's probably not a bad route to go down to be kind of almost controversial and um, say what you think because it means that people remember you more. But if you then want to go into, you know, a genuine business profession or you're trying to promote a business where you want to seem like you're easy to work with and you're approachable, then you're going to kill, like shoot yourself in the foot, aren't you? So I guess it depends what you want to get out of it. If you see reach as being the most popular and the thing that you're trying to get, is it good to have 1 million followers who hate you? <laughs> or is it good to have 20,000 followers who want to do business with you? I always think this about the Bake Off. The way that they film and edit the Bake Off is amazing because they're showing the best side of those people and they're showing yeah. their talents and they're making you fall in love with them. That's how they edit the Bake Off. The Apprentice is almost like the absolute opposite of the way they yeah. do the Bake Off. So they show really genuinely good business people. They show their worst sides and they make them fight with each other and they make them out to be, like, put them in positions where they're made out to be fools, mm. which is so the absolute opposite of the Bake Off where they're trying to nurture them into doing well. Yeah, totally. Really I'm totally with you on that. difference in the way that they must the way two different reality TV programs are produced. And I guess what pops out the other side is people who feel like they've either been um, portrayed well or they feel like they've been portrayed not like who they are. Or in my case, I was kind of just vaguely what I was, but in real life, I I suppose I'm slightly better. <laughs> it's <laughs> weird, isn't it? Perfect, so it's not hard to be better than I was on The Apprentice. <laughs> 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 like this year... I feel like they're already weaving the stories of the ones that they want to get into the final five, and they're already showing some of their very good bits. So, okay, the, the, who, do you, who do you think of the final five right now? Then, if I had to guess, I'd say Coyote because yeah. 
they, he's a huge character. He's either going to go in a very um, sensational firing or he's going to be ten. in the five. Yeah. I think he could go in week 10. He could, yes, like you. Weren't you, like, almost last? Yeah, I was in week 10. Yes, oh, although exactly. I'm not like, sure if that was probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like Sabrina. I think they've showed her being her good sides and her um, kind of quietness. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, to not be aggressive. It's not bad. No, but she does go in on people in the boardroom. I have noticed that. She always plants little seeds of doubt before it actually yeah, comes I can def- to it. Yeah, I can definitely see her getting further. Daniel, I think, could yeah. be a dark horse. I think he could stay in till final five i'm gonna go for jackie because i think she'd be good tv watching the interview rounds and i think they'll have thought about that and then maybe my last one might be sarah Ann. maybe i'm not sure what we've seen of her enough yet no so weirdly we we haven't seen much of her have we however from speaking to candidates from this year whenever i say like oh who do you think they all kind of skirt because you know what it's like it's yeah. you can't say but no. you know you're scared yeah you're so scared bloody ndas a few people have been like oh i think sarah might be one to watch so i'm That's thinking funny. now like Oh, she's definitely so. She's obviously going to be in she's the final five. five. If you have, yeah, um, I would look at the um, interview that this lad who's just been fired, Curran, gives as well. Because I bet you he, dro- you know, when they say who do you think is going to go far, I bet you he drops in a couple of the final five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually think Camilla's going to be in the final five as well. Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't. The problem is. She's kept on, like, this week. I did feel like this week. Was it her and Jackie working together? It was, wasn't yeah. it? I felt like both of them were almost like... You could see in Claude's face. They just, like, weren't taking it very seriously at all. <laughs> like, you know, like, in a way, that's good because are they being clever and they know the public like the people that have a bit of a laugh? Or mm. are they, like... Oh, were they genuinely... That was their best attempt. Like, I wonder how much they're still taking it seriously at that point. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? It's, it's so bizarre because sometimes I think when we have these conversations, we must sound like we're talking in riddles. I like think that we're just behaving in a business-like manner, whereas in real life what's occurring when you're on The Apprentice is a very different world, isn't it? You're trying to deal with 17 different things happening in your own brain at that moment in time. One of the things I think is most fascinating is you hold, what, as things happen when you're in The Apprentice, you start holding it back as ammunition for in the boardroom. Mm. That's one of the weirdest things, because in real life, when on earth would you ever do that? So you kind of take people's mistakes and gleefully hold them in your head as something you could throw back at them if they were to push you in front of Lord Sugar. So it's a really, it's a really surreal experience, because you kind of feel like you're having to hold um, bits of negativity on people that you like in case you need to use it. <laughs> <laughs> that as well is anything that you do you then replaying it over and over and yeah because it does literally become your world you're, you're so oh, yeah. far removed from reality that because obviously you can't read you can't watch tv you can't you can't do anything so it does become your world to the point where i think you do become a bit obsessive about it actually don't you you lie in bed going oh my god what have i done (laughs) it's such as honestly it's the most surreal experience they did they not let you read please tell me they let you read no god were you allowed to read we were allowed books 
You are, are you joking? Are you kidding? You weren't allowed a book. I think I'd have... No, I, well, I snuck one under my pillow. Feel the phone it anyway, and every morning I'd open the page up, read something, and be like, come on, you can do it. Oh, my God, that's so cruel. Because, like, you know in those weird hours and hours that you're sitting waiting for the boardroom? I yeah. would just read a book. Nope. What? Yeah. They, maybe they decided that, like, oh, well, last year Rebecca seemed really calm because she was just sitting <laughs> in the book. She was too calm at times. Let's not let them read. <laughs> like, that's so mean. <laughs> we had to pitch to John Lewis one week and we had this blinking robot. And I remember the ro- robot. Jeffrey was like, oh, the- something like that. And honestly, so this robot started playing out and then it just fell flat on its face and I thought oh my god I it was the cringiest moment I've ever had in my life it was so funny amazing as well in real life in your real business you know the way you work and who you are and the way you the way you portray yourself would you ever ever dream of standing in front of John Lewis with a product that was awful with no time to prepare a pitch no ability to know what your answers were going to be like it's that's what's the most bizarre thing you know how well you'd prepare yourself if you were going into a john lewis pitch and yet you're not really allowed to poor little the, be- the beauty of the apprentice isn't it, it? Is, isn't it i remember watching it like years and years ago um when they did a pitch to a supermarket and instead of doing a pitch they did like a pretend role play where they acted and I remember thinking, oh my God. who would do that? Like, why would you do that as a pitch to Asda? And <laughs> now, having gone through it, I'm like, poor little buggers. They're probably told they have to do it like that. Oh, God. So, Coyote, I always have a little bit of a chat about Coyote. I love him. Do you like him as much as I do? He's being edited very kindly, is what I want to say. Like, he's seeing the fun where the, there is fun to be had. You know, like, he's, he's doing it well. But they are, they are editing him so favorably it's doesn't normally happen you don't normally see that level of favorable editing so early i don't think you don't normally see claude raving about someone really early so it makes you think are they trying to throw you off or he's going to get fired in some crazy sensational manner or is he going to literally just be the winner because the public are loving him because they're editing him beautifully dun 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 okay so if you had to pick one person who's your favorite who would you say and why sabrina i think it's obviously i'm clearly drawn to the like blonde ones that look a bit smiley and don't shout loads (laughs) (laughs) Um, i I just like her i think she has held herself quite well i think she um lets people have their moment when they need to have a moment as in that when someone says i really think i'm going to be good at that she lets them um i quite like just quite like her I think she's good. I don't know what it is. I'm really, really drawn to Camilla. I don't know what it is. I think maybe I see... I think maybe I see a bit of myself in her. And I <laughs> so I can relate to her. These I don't, <laughs> Yeah, I think, I, but I think that, again, must be the psychology of it. If you can relate to someone and you see a bit of yourself in a character, yeah. maybe that's who you then start to like. Maybe that yeah. is the psychology behind it all. I've got one thing that is driving me completely mental about this series, though. Why do they keep saying, expect the unexpected? Not oh. one thing has happened in this entire series that I have not expected. <laughs> it has been exactly the same in every way, shape and form. <laughs> Seriously, like, to the point where I'm telling you, like, 
what 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 format they're going to get into the cars and then what's going to happen next and like it's, why are they saying expect the unexpected <laughs> oh. maybe if you'd thrown a couple of candidates in after episode three woo or maybe <laughs> if he'd like wiped out six of them and put in six new ones but there's nothing new what is freaking unexpected very very good point back right so obviously the ad campaigns, uh, they, we both said this is our favourite week. How do you think it differs to the real world? How do you think that, I mean, obviously the budgets would probably be quite different, the timescales. Is there anything that you think that um, they did well on or didn't do well on um, considering all the effects? I love the way on The Apprentice they always feel the need to put one of their own team in the advert. Like that that's just like my favourite thing always. Let's always have one of our team act in the advert. That's definitely going to help. Um I think in terms of like the real world and what makes it different, you don't the poor things, it's so tricky to put together a storyboard that has any kind of um catchy or concise or consistent message <laughs> in the timescales you get on the apprentice that it boggles your mind in a way when you're when you're living it and creating it you know halfway through it's going to be horrific yet you have to continue don't you i think the two adverts you had the one where there was a naughty guy on a plane and they were wishing he wasn't there weren't they yeah. and saying like wouldn't you like a quiet plane ride and i that, actually thought that one was okay yeah at least that had like a message you know like it was had a it had a message that you could grasp didn't it yeah whereas i thought the other one hadn't got a clue what was going well, on the other one it was, oh, it was really cheesy. The other one was really cheesy, really bad in its cheesy. I expect, I expect it currents to be quite cheesy, though. Like, I didn't, it sounds awful, but I just didn't, it turned out exactly how I expected. Yeah, and, like, it was, that's a tricky one, isn't it? it, it she, when she cheered, she, she wasn't doing anything wrong when they were making the advert and she oh. cheered when they'd got a, got a rap. Like, basically I think the answer is there is no comparison between real world and the apprentice adverts the apprentice adverts are always pretty horrific because they have to put them together in one hour and film them (laughs) in two hours and then edit them in 69 minutes so they're they're always going to be slightly horrific I think at the end of it if you have one that has a slightly consistent message then that's the one they tend to like isn't it so if you you can get I think Alan Sugar says it himself though doesn't he he watches it as someone that doesn't know what it is and yeah. tries to gather what is that trying to say. Do I understand what that's even for? And, and that's the one that he said was the best, better one. Thanks very much, Becca. We'll be chatting more Apprentices next week when I'm back from my Spanish sojourn. The Apprentice Qualified was produced by Juliet Nichols and Sylvia Sunshine. I'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.